You're listening to Kinda Funny by Maria Shuketh. Hi guys, welcome back to the Kinda Funny by Maria Shuketh podcast. I'm your host, Maria, and in today's episode, I have a very special guest again. Why are all my guests very special? Anyways, whatever. So I'm going to have one of my good friends, Tiffany, who we used to go to high school together and now she's in university. And I'm going to give you guys a reality check on going to college and university because like the release of our uh, university entrance exam is on Wednesday. So like literally one day after you guys will be listening to this episode. So I want you guys to make the right choice in choosing your university courses. And I also want you guys to know what you should expect coming into university and like, you know, choosing like in this next chapter of your life, because it can get pretty intimidating. So I decided that I would bring up a guest that is going to help me and you guys understand more about university life, more about college life and all these things. And if you guys want to reach out to me or if you guys want to send a message to me or anybody, you can or any of my guests, I mean, you can always email me at kindoffunnybyms at gmail.com and I'll reply you guys within the next 48 hours. So yeah, without further ado, let's just welcome Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Maria. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you're welcome. You were actually the first person to ask me if I can, if you can guest on my podcast. Did you know that? I did not know that. I just felt like I wanted to be included. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, FOMO. Like, um, I think when I first released my podcast and then you were the first person to reply to my Instagram story and you were like, when are you going to invite me? And I was like... That's a good idea. That's a really good idea to invite guests on my podcast. So, yeah, you are the first, really. Okay, so... We need to take initiatives in this world. Yeah, we do. We really do. But really good. I am so happy that you, like, decided to say yes last minute. But, um, okay, I just want you to quickly introduce yourself and introduce what you're studying at university right now. Okay. So uh, I'm Tiffany. I met Maria in our high school. We kind of did like debate together, but we'll go into that maybe in a bit. Um, I study global business in the university. Wait, no, I forgot my university's name. Um, Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. I did the DSC in 2019, so a year before Maria did. And yeah, so I feel like if anybody has any questions regarding um like more detail on my major or anything related to like ust and business in general i think you guys can approach maria through the emails and maybe maria you can forward me their questions and i could help answer them out yes definitely that's totally possible so yeah if you guys have anything you can uh, uh, email me and i'll forward it to tiffany and tiffany would reply you Okay, so basically, okay, let's talk about how we met. Okay, we met in Form 2, but actually, I, I don't think it was through, through debate. I think it was through English Club. Oh, um, was it? Yeah, it was. It was. I remember we were going into the cookery, cookery room, and then you were like, are you a part of us? And I'm like, yeah, I think I am. I don't know. <laughs> Because I was, like, the only form two there, and, like, everybody else was, like, in the higher forms. 
So I was kind of intimidated already. And then you were the first person to talk to me. And you were like, are you a part of us? I'm like, yeah, I, I think, I mean, that's why I'm here. So like, let's just go in. So yeah, I think we met through there. And then we were both in the same positions. Uh, we were both AO. So yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that was, that was cool. But yeah. That was weird. It was a weird time for me. Because um, my friends were in like the, the same form as I am. They were already in the society or in the club for like a year already. So I was new too. And then I met you and I knew, I definitely knew that you were new. So I was like, dude, I need to grab this person with me because I don't know what I'm doing. So I guess I was also intimidated by them. So I just grabbed you. Yeah, honestly, I think uh, we had quite fun time. I mean, like, uh, we did the the board together. It was honestly one of the prettiest boards that the English club has ever seen. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you did most of the work. I, I just sat there and ate ice cream. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it was fun. It was a fun, fun project. It was our first project. Yeah, it was literally our first project. And then, like, we did it so nicely. Because, like, all other boards were, like, just so ugly and, like, no offense. But, like, yeah, the English club one was super nice. Okay. So, I wanted you to talk about, like, debate and stuff. Because, like, you were my captain in form. I mean, it was you guys kind of helping me more. And the reason I was captain was because another girl who was, like supposedly captain went to another school right thank god by that uh <laughs> and then and then i was kind of captain because i was the oldest in the team yeah i that's i don't think that's much of a problem but like um I want you to talk about whether debate actually made a difference to your life i mean it surely made a difference to mine because like it really helps me now for example, when I go for university interviews and whatever, like, and if they ask me questions, I can think on my feet. So I want to ask whether, like, um, going into GBUS, whether you had to do any interviews and whether, like, you know, debating at high school was any help to you. Oh, 100%. I do not regret any decision I've made, like, in the debate community because it helped me, obviously like helped me with my English which is super duper important when it comes to the business world and for GBOS we have two rounds of interviews so first round is like everybody's everybody has to do first round and the second round is after the release of DSE results so the stakes are super high because you're up against people whose scores and their marks are way above the um the the average so you're up against really competent people, so you have to be able to utilize your quick thinking and your organization skills, and you also become a lot more presentable after doing debate, which is very helpful in creating a really good first impression to the panel of people judging you. So it helped me a lot in getting into GBUS, and after that, because debate helped me become more of like an extrovert, not that shy when I when it comes to talking to people then again business is all about connections it's all about getting out of your comfort zone and meeting new people so it's really helpful in like internship uh, interviews or even just approaching new 
people that may be helpful to you in the future. So yeah, no regrets in doing debate at all. Same for me, honestly. Debate was fun. I think like one of the only things that I enjoyed about high school was actually debating because it was not really much about the debates that I liked. It was more about like the people because like in my opinion, I think our team was pretty great. Like um, it was not very competitive. We were like, oh yeah, we're gonna go into the bend room anyway. So like you know what, just just <laughs> yeah, just don't care about it. Like it's more about eating pizza afterwards with our moderator's money. Um, Okay, so I want to talk more about, like, studying at a girls' high school. Like, what you thought about it. Did it give you any disadvantage in, like, making friends with, like, the opposite gender in university? Because one of the biggest concerns that I see of girls studying, coming out of girls' school, going into society, is that the first thing would be, like, oh, my God, I don't know how to talk to a guy. So, like, was that any difficulty for you? Did you see, like, any difference or anything? This is a very valid question. People may think that this, like, this sort of a problem does not exist. No, dude, it exists. Like, when I first got into uni, I'm like, I did not know what to do. There are people of a different gender <laughs> standing different... in the same vicinity. It's very weird. Because... Because usually when, for example, in orientation camps, usually universities have camps that you can join before the start of the year. I'm not too sure about this year, though. Kind of pessimistic about it. But anyway, when I was in the camp, right, and um, we had to move something quite heavy, then the people, like the boys would go up, would take the initiative to help bring the boxes or the whatever heavy stuff to the place where we need to put it. But usually when you're in an all-girl high school, right, the girls are like really masculine, macho man that yeah. do stuff ourselves. So you're not used to this. Or even the simplest things, like the sometimes the guys, if they're nice enough, they would open the door for you. It's kind of like them being a gentleman, but they're also, like it's kind of weird and touchy upon these gender roles, but you, you won't get like, it's weird. You just encounter this sort of situation. You're like, oh, thank you. And then you walk past the door because it's difficult. It's difficult to get used to at first. And especially when, when it comes to more like physical contact, because they might, because not all boys are from all boys high school, right? So they know how to interact with the girls and they might become more touchy or more physical then if they pat you on the shoulder, you will get, like, shivers because you don't know what to do. Right. So it is difficult. It is a problem, and it's valid. And it's time. You will get used to it in time. And a second thing I want to mention is when I was in an all-girls high school, I had much more frequent thoughts about my gender or my, like, my gender identity and also my sexuality. But after entering uni, I'm pretty sure I'm straight. Right. <laughs> it's weird. Because you thought you wouldn't like guys, right? Yeah, you obviously. Because you, you weren't around them. And they weren't around you. So you didn't know what they were like. And there's always this kind of 
stereotype that they're all toxic masculinity or they smell really bad and stuff like that. But when you actually encounter some really nice guys in university, then you start to question less about whether or not you're straight. But obviously this differs from different individuals. But for me personally, I find that I am I am pretty sure I'm straight at this point. I think... Um, I heard about like this thing of like you know, uh, like you know, being confused about your sexuality coming out from a girl's school. Like, I was in form two, form three at that time. I don't really remember. And somebody told me like, yeah, they're gay at school, like at high school, but then like when they come out, they're all straight. Like I don't know how they turn straight, but I feel like it's more about like the environment that you grow up in, and it's like. Maybe because you were not around any guys and like, maybe you wanted to crave for that attention. You were like, okay, cool, I'm gay now. So maybe that's why I feel like people tend to identify sometimes, like especially people at like a younger age. I mean, like form ones and form yeah. twos. Yeah. Like they, all they care about and a girl, especially in our school, I don't know why. I do not know what's wrong with the students at our our school and i'm not only talking about this this year's form ones and form twos i'm talking about like literally since i was in form one everybody only cared about dating like it was like oh you can talk to a guy nan you're god tier like you know like everybody will respect you but if you can't well then nobody really respects you at least that was from my grade like i i didn't really like you know appreciate i mean that thought <laughs> It's, I think it's pretty normal for, for us as teenagers and as high schoolers to question our identities and sexualities that often. And when you're in a situation where you have all girlfriends and um, they're super close to you and you feel like you have the same wavelength as them and you communicate well with girls and you don't know how to communicate with boys, then you will start to have those feelings that, am I actually gay? Or am I, like, bisexual, but I don't know it? So, so these thoughts come up because we just don't have the opportunity to talk to boys. So, but obviously, again, everybody's different and everybody's thoughts are valid. It's just that we're, I'm not going to say it's a phase because it's not. It's a growing, growing um, experience. Yeah. Okay, so... Basically, what we should expect or like what we can expect is that when we go into university, it, there is going to be this sense of uh, this, uh, this awkwardness when we approach people of the opposite gender, which I expect for myself as well. Like, even though uh, I think you studied at the school for 12 years, right? Yeah. But then I studied for six years. And before that, in my primary education, I studied at a co-ed school. But then after studying here for, like, one year or even, like, six months, I totally forgot how to talk to guys. Like, I don't even know why. They're, like, just humans, okay? They're just normal humans. But I just would... I would hesitate. Like, I don't know why, but they're just, like... They're different. And they're, like, a different species of people. So, exactly, like... Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, it is a little scary, you know? So, yeah. But then other than that, okay, I want to ask, did you really... Did you enjoy studying at... Our, that high school that, like, that we went to because like for me I didn't really I mean I enjoyed it to some extent but at the same time I didn't really like like our teachers or like the way they 
taught like I felt like none of them really liked teaching at all you know they were just there for the sake of being there I get what you mean um I enjoy school not for the teaching quality I enjoy school because they force me to go see my friends every day right um the teachers I'm not gonna say who but some are nice some are not so nice um I wouldn't say the teaching quality is very good in our high school. Yeah, it's but terrible. But I will say the culture and, like, it just the energy in our school is pretty nice. So so I, I liked that more. Because when I went into uni, people told me that the girls from our school have a particular type of personality. It's that their personality is so distinct and so special it's not like the other like very local girls in hong kong oh so we have a reputation um not not necessarily a reputation but a lot of the girls like coming out from our school have really distinct special personalities i would put it in that way like i i how? guess i mean i i don't i understand it us. actually like if i like if you in front of me two girls and like they're both studying at a girl's school and if you one is from our school one is like from another like really good girl's school at our at in hong kong i would straight up be able to tell who is the one from our school because like they're more outspoken and like more um yeah like out there but i want to yeah, know it's difficult to describe yeah but i want to know like if those people who said, like, it's very, like, we have a very distinct personality ever, like, specifically told you what sort of distinct personality we have. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, Uh, like, if we are so distinct, I think it's sort of, like, a good thing. But I'm just very curious, you know? I think distinct meaning not, like, um, our school has it very our school that kind of personality but every girl from our school is different from one another in a way that makes us the same because we are all so distinct and so ourselves yeah it helps us identify to be from our high school it's so it's so weird but if i were to put it in like a category i would say um yeah, outspoken and kind of intelligent in different ways. Some people intelligent, like, in book academics kind of way. Some people are, like, street smart, math smart, or logic smart, or or language smart. Just smart in a certain way. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm any of the math or, like, logic or, you know, study smart or any you're, of the... You're a podcast smart oh well thank you (laughs) well if nothing works out at least this one would hopefully like work out okay yeah right i'm terribly worried about my math dsc so oh wait that's a really good transition to the next like you know big topics that we're going to talk about so i want to ask like for you now you in my opinion you were quite like one of the elite students like you like you were like the top students and like I was like the bottom students although we cannot really compare it that way because like you're a grade higher than me and like my grade people are like just shit at studies like in general but like um 
I want to ask. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we're just shit in studies. Like, I think uh, the school has predicted the worst grades for our our year. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. No opinion. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. That I mean, it's totally fine. Like, I, I have learned to accept the fact that, well, we're in a shithole. Okay, um, so for you, did you find your DSE stressful? Like, I mean, for 2019 and for 2020, there is, like, a very obvious difference and that for us, like, it was like, we had the protests going on and we had class suspensions and then after that we had, um, what is that, a coronavirus and then we just basically didn't really go to school in Form 6 for class of 2020 and then, like, we were told it's going to be cancelled and then it was told that it was going to be postponed but then it didn't postpone so yeah oh my god it was like a fucking mess okay so for you how was it like was it very stressful because i want to know the normal dse experience you know not the right. extraordinary type um i would say it depends on what kind of a person you are so i am super um i wouldn't say well planned but i like keeping my stuff very early plans in a sense so I have schedules I have timetables I give myself like slot like time slots of what to study every day so from the start of my form six life I was already like I deleted Instagram I think and Snapchat I think seriously that and is discipline yeah I, I was gone for like a year I think I deleted it in, in the summer vacation going up to form six because I had really high expectations on myself. So, so that was pretty stressful. The beginning of form six was super stressful for me. Um, obviously tutorial classes and then extra classes from school and then go home, study, 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 eat and sleep at 11 PM, wake up, go to school, do it all over again. So it's a pretty routine schedule for me at the start of Form 6 and a pretty stressful one. So when my friends were like, oh, let's go out for dinner, I was like, no, I have to study. Right. I, I respect that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because, like, for me, I just couldn't keep a schedule. Like, I, I was just like, I, you know what, fuck it, it's going to be cancelled anyways. But, like, <laughs> it didn't cancel, so, yeah, right. <laughs> I, if I were you guys, I would be... I don't know where I would be. I would probably do my work. Like, because everything is too unpredictable and it's so not my my way of working. So if I were you guys, I would. I'd, I don't think I'd be able to get into GBUS. That's the first thing. And the second thing, I don't even know if I'll make it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm alive. You know, so, I, I cannot sleep these days because I'm just so nervous. But then... In right... For me, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, like, I, you have known me for so long, you should know this, and if you don't, I'm just very disappointed at you. I'm a very spontaneous <laughs> person, like, I never really yeah. planned anything, or I never right. really planned yeah. anything, you know? So, like, uh -huh. I, I was quite okay with, like, I, I, I wouldn't say I was okay with them, like, just doing everything last minute. I mean, like, the ETB, like, they cancelled everything last minute. I wouldn't say, like, I was totally fine with them cancelling, but then I was like, okay, I'm not gonna freak out just because they cancelled, because, like, my plan isn't disturbed. However, 
I decided to plan out my study schedule and it was like very well sought out. I was like, I have one week before each subject like this, like each subject that I most probably would fail in. And that was math and accounts. And I would just study like this in, in this way. And then they postponed the exams. And then I only had like two days, something like that. And it was just so horrible. It was just so terrifying because like we didn't really get a lot of time to study. So what I'm hoping for this year is that the cutoff would be lower so we do a little better, you know. I just need a pass in my math. So speaking of passing and grades, I want to ask how you did in your university entrance exam. I mean the DSE. So if you're talking about like the overall experience, I was was stress-free. I don't know why, but... Like, while doing the exam and also while, okay, you know what? While studying for the exam, my stress level was, like, helpful in a way that it helped boost my productivity. I didn't feel the stress coming in. I didn't feel, like, anxious or, like, sweaty. No, none of that. It was helpful in my productivity. It's kind of like a mindset thing. You have to tell yourself that this is something that you've been working for for like three years and you're going to work till the end to help make it the best that you can. So during studying, I wasn't like too nervous, too stressed, but it was productive. And then when you're actually sitting in the room, it is, it is scary. Like you're looking at the people around you and you would be thinking, am I good enough to like beat out some of them to get a good grade but my mindset going in was like I'm I did everything I could this is the this is the time for me to put all of the knowledge I have in my brain onto the paper and show them that I've worked for this that's the that's the mentality I had going in which was helpful I didn't put too much stress and then after each exam I like immediately put away the question papers all of that gone. Really? Never, yeah, I didn't read it. I didn't go online to check answers. No, none of that. I Did literally do checked that. Do not every do that. single one of my papers. And you know how stressed that made me? That was exactly. like, don't the, do that. That was the worst decision ever. But there was one thing is that I got reassurance that I passed my math paper too. So that was okay. Because, like, at least I had that reassurance that I was like, okay, good. At least I passed this section. Because I couldn't really check paper one. Because, like, yeah, I I can't remember. But, like, for paper two, I wrote down each and everything on my paper. I, I don't know why. You know, why do I do shit like that? Like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but don't do that. Because there is a possibility where you didn't do as well as you expected. And then it would affect the performance of the rest of your examination. So my advice, do not do it. it not follow Maria's footsteps. <laughs> do not. It really does affect your future examination. So, yeah, just just refrain from... You know what? Just burn the paper, okay? Just don't look at it. I don't even know why they let us keep it, you know? It just pisses me off. Because it's very tempting, you know? Because, like, you have the answers in front of you. And you're just like, well, now I can know whether I pass or fail, right? So can I just check it? So maybe if you want to check, you can just check it after all your exams finish. So, like, yeah, yeah. you can just freak out in, like, the two or three months that you have, you know? 
Okay. Yeah. But then here's one thing, is that when I was doing my papers, I was super calm, except for LS. Like, I, I was just writing like a freak. But, like, other, other than that, all subjects, I was actually very calm in. Like, for math, I was about to have a mental breakdown. But then... <laughs> Yeah, our math paper was so difficult this year. I don't even know what the fuck they were thinking. I heard. I've I've heard like some people saying like the the cutoff is gonna be super duper low because um it's super difficult this year. It is super difficult, but like I don't really think the cutoff would be that low. Like most probably by like two percent only, and the like it it doesn't really make a difference. Like I feel like it makes a difference for people who are aiming for stars in math. But, right, like, yeah. if you're below five, I don't really think it makes a difference for you. Yeah. Okay. So, um, your worst subject, uh, at least from what I see, or at least from how I know you, it is Chinese. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you do in Chinese? Did you pass? I mean, obviously you passed. How did you, like, how well you passed? Was it just pass? So, okay, I can tell you guys, I got a level four. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. For you, um, I mean, my, like... I mean, no, my tutorial teacher, right, my tutor, told me, you'll get a five or you'll even get a five star. And I was like, okay, we'll see about that. And then I came back with my report card, just holding it, and it says a level four. And I'm like, at least I get into uni. And, like, when for... Basically, the most of the subjects that I want to apply, it gets the best, best six or best I forgot, best subjects from my from my DSE exams, right? Uh-huh. So Chinese is not going to be one of them anyway. Okay, so uh, I was wondering if you had any friends who couldn't fulfill the three three two two requirement. Yes. Which path did they take did they go overseas did they do a so whatever um i think i have a friend she went to like those nursing schools associate degrees they're not they're not associate degrees but they're like they're like schools that you can attend to get a uh like a nursing i don't know if you have a license or whatever for that but because you don't necessarily need a degree to become a nurse. So you can go to those nursing schools and get a certificate that you, you attended their course and you passed and stuff. So the, I think that's the path she took. I see. Okay. Um, did you Were you able to sleep the night before the exams? Because uh, I mentioned earlier, I'm literally losing sleep. It's the third day. I cannot sleep at all, you know? Just like at all, and like it's that I want to sleep, I feel sleepy, and then I just cannot sleep, and I'm just like checking my phone, mm-hmm. thinking that I'll have my results on my phone, but I just won't, you know. So yeah, did you get? I any remember sl- the night before, I went to dance class, so I like vented out all of my energy. I used it all up, and then I ate a lot. You ate so a lot? it helped me go to... Yes. So okay. after doing so much exercise in dance class, and because I like dancing, right? So it was a happy experience. I forgot whatever was happening in my life. 
and then I ate so much that I had to sleep. Okay, that's a good idea. Eat a lot, like yeah. eat way too much. Yeah, refrain from coffee for like the entire week. Just keep sleeping. But yeah, not gonna happen for me here. I, I, I've literally just fucked it up. But like, just I just have one more night left, you know. Wait, is it one more night? No, I have two more nights left for the DSE yeah. results. But then for us, we are gonna do it online. Like, we're gonna mm-hmm. get our results online. So that kind of sucks already. Because like, if you wanna apply for remarking your papers, uh, it's gonna be much more complicated than, you know, doing it in person. So I w- do you, do you think that the school was helpful in any way or in some way or in a lot of ways when it came to like receiving the results or like when it came to like people who couldn't like get the grades that they wanted was was the school helpful like you know um the school it like the teachers were there so they used their experience to kind of tell us what we can do after the release right and it was more of like moral support or mental and psychological support more than actual things we can do about our grade okay so um so it basically they couldn't really give you any constructive advice right I mean, at least for me, because I didn't, I, I could directly go to my duper's choices and make changes. They didn't really give me any advice on, on what I should study or, or um, how to align my duper's choices at the day of the release. Right. They didn't really help. Did you bring your parents like along with you? Sorry, what? Did you bring your parents along with you to uh, get... Uh, they tagged along. I didn't bring them. They they went with me. <laughs> right. So they were like, oh, we have to go. Yeah. Okay, that's really terribly terrifying, you know. But the thing is, like, for us, we're going to open it at home anyway. So, like, oh, we don't really have a choice, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's much more terrifying doing it at home, you know. I'm, I think I might break the computer if, if it's very too bad. Because, like, I'm very scared about my math. I don't know if you know, but, like, I suck at math. Like, I suck at studies in general. But, I like, know. I know you suck at math. Everybody knows Maria sucks at math. <laughs> yeah, math is, math is exceptionally hard. I don't know why I suck at math. You know, how much tutors I went to. Like, I, I went to tutors for math since I was in Form 1, okay? I just can't do it. Like, I just can't. You know? So, um... It's logic. It's weird, but it's logic. It's not necessarily calculation. It's logic. Yes, I know my tutor, my last tutor, uh, he was, he honestly was one of the best tutors I had. And he said that math is all about logic. I don't know what the fuck your school has been teaching you. I don't know, like, what they have been telling you, maths, like, you know, exam skills or whatever. Just throw them in the fucking trash. It's about logic. And I'm like, yeah, sure, but, like, we have, like, one month to the DSC. Do you really think you can bring me logic in just one month? So, yeah, I just went in without any logic. I was freaking the fuck out. The papers were extremely difficult, much more difficult than the past papers that we did. So, like, I was freaking extra out. So, yeah, it was just really scary. Like, the only subject I'm actually scared about is math. So, 
that is going to be like most probably my determining factor on whether I can go to university or not. All right. But yeah, it depends on what you want to study in university, though, right? So if the if the university subject that you want does not require a really high score in math, then you should be fine. I don't think your ability is that bad in the sense that it would prevent you from going into uni. Yeah, it is that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit okay now like i i think i might get a two but um like I, all i need That's is a enough. two like i literally yeah. all i need is two i don't give a flying fuck about anything else like, i you know getting a three I, I don't even need that you know i just i just don't need it okay i just need a two <laughs> like yeah all i need is a two god can you just give me two is it too much to ask for but then um i calculated my scores it is a two, but it really depends on the cutoff this year. Maybe people did better. Maybe, like, the people that were interviewed just did shit and, like, everybody else did good. And, except for me. Okay, so, um, that's that about DSE. Honestly, no matter how much I talk about it, I don't really think I'm going to be able to get sleep for, like, the next two nights anyway. So, I want to move on to talking about how you made your university decision why you chose it, and do you have any regrets on the decision that you made? Okay, so we get to reorder our, like, subject choices after the release, right? Yep. So, it, it has to depend on your score, no matter what. It has to depend on your score. I think this year, um, just some advice, um, I think being ambitious is okay. So at least for your A1 choice, it's okay to be ambitious. Even if your score is lower than the lower quartile from last year's, like the last year's lower quartile, if it's lower than that, it's okay to put it in A1. Even if you think it's super like far away from you. Because last year, a lot of the cutoffs and a lot of the median lower quartiles of at least um, my major and also a lot of the business majors in UST went higher for like one to two marks. It's crazy. So I think this year it's okay to be ambitious because everybody's, I don't know their performance, but just don't give yourself any regrets. So be ambitious if you really want to get into that um, subject. But obviously your second choice and your third choice get to be a little safer and you have to ensure that you can enter your third choice um, no matter what. So th that's just the advice. But in terms of how I chose, it's, if you know me, like Maria, you know, because I, I wanted to be in, like, HKU BBA Law, right? Yeah, I was so shocked. that Like, you told me that you weren't applying for BBA Law when we had our grand finals last year. Like, I don't know if you remember, we were at, like, the debating grand finals. You were just there, like, you know, the good captain for support. Really appreciated that, by the way. Yeah, and then you told, like, I asked you, hey, did you apply for PBA Law? And you were like, not gonna answer. And I was just like, yeah, that means no, she didn't. And, like, my first reaction was, what the fuck? You know? So, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I, I, cause I took a lot of advice from um our our high school like alumni and people who were in the majors already so 
it, it was just a matter of personal preference. They did tell me that BBA law is going to be super duper difficult because you're doing two, like two degrees, four years worth of knowledge, and you're squeezing it into five years. So either you're going to come out really, really good at both of those things, or you're going to suck at both of those things because you don't have enough time to digest and learn. So that for me was not okay because this was a risk. I don't want to take five years of my university life learning about two degrees and not knowing or not being good at both of them or at least one of them, right? Right. I think this is very good advice, you know, honestly. That is very good advice because, like, I never really thought of that. But, like, I, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be applying to BBA law. That's, like, absolutely bizarre. You need a four in math for that. And I don't even think I can get a two. Okay. But, yeah, so then you changed it to cheapest. Was BBA law in your eighth, first three choices then? No, they were. it was no longer in my first three choices. I was pretty shocked. I didn't know why. But I, um, at that point, I decided that, Ew, I would not want to be in that um, major anymore. So all of my first three choices were business majors in UST. Yeah. And the reason why global business, it's, it's because I don't want to do a law degree. <laughs> it's going to be super, like for me, I don't want to read Right. I, I don't want to memorize all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even though it's like a professional uh, degree and you learn a lot about like legal system justice and even a bit of philosophy on how you define laws and stuff, right? Right. But I, I was interested. But then I look at the PCLL examination that all, all, like who people who want to become lawyers will have to take yep. and it's super hard to pass it yeah so again it, it's a lot of obstacles it's a lot of deliberation in my brain so if i'm not doing law then i would go for business and also i guess i also like doing like presentations speaking communicating with people meeting new people interacting so I, that's why I chose global business because global business network is very well developed and the community is super tight and close knit. So unlike other majors in UST, our, our cohort or what we call like the people in the same year and the same major as us know each other very well. And we get to go on like study trips together. I went to Spain in January but now don't go to Spain because, <laughs> yeah, like, the virus. dying there. Okay. But, yeah, we get to go on trips and stuff, and the resources are super, super well developed. And, yeah, so I chose global business at the end. Okay. So you have no regrets for global business, right? sometimes come to like think about it and you're like why why did I choose UST why you don't like it it's super I don't know if it's like an English word or if this is a Chinese word but people use chur 
It's a Chinese describe. word. I don't know. It's not a Chinese word. It's a Cantonese slang. Right, is it? It's I a slang, know. yeah. It's a slang, right? Yeah. Then it just means people are super hardworking. They work all day, all night. We have a 24-hour library where you will find people studying at, like, all hours of the day. <laughs> it's crazy. It's the culture. And it makes you really competitive and really hardworking because everybody's working hard. Right. But then... Yeah, University of Stress and Tension. That's what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, but then, other than that, I think you must pretty enjoy the people around you. I think you live in a dorm. Oh, yeah. I could talk a bit about dorm life, because yeah. um, I was one of the lucky few who had, who fortunately have a, a uni life or a dorm life. Um, it's 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 pretty different. I was fortunate enough to have a room with uh, one of our high school friends. Oh, that's brilliant. Which yeah. was super fun. And at night, because I also joined the, the hall, like the dorms orientation camp. So I got to know some people in the hall who live in the same like building as me. So at night, we would go in a room and watch horror movies together till like 4 a.m. in the morning and then talk about our lives, play some like games and then maybe sleep for a bit if you're lucky enough. Then they went out to have breakfast outside, I don't know when, at 7 a.m. in the morning. It's, you could be crazy in, in your hall life and like there's like mahjong and um, hot pots in the common room. It's fun. It's super fun. But if you're not about that life, there are also other halls which live a much normal, normal, normal sleeping schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so it's also your choice on what you, what kind of hall life you would want to experience. But that was super fun. But then Corona came, and then we didn't have hall for our second semester, so we all we all had virtual class. Right. Now, I have a friend who's very concerned that, like, if she doesn't join a hall or, like, you know, she wants to study at HKU. Uh, but the thing is, like, she doesn't really want to live in a hall. And HKU really has a very, you know, uh, at HKU has a hall culture. But wait, you have to apply to get into a hall? Yes. Like, why would you fail the application? Why would we fail? Because there's not enough spaces to live every put to shove everybody in. So they see your grades. Uh no, not like no, not necessarily. They they allocate it based on how far you are from the campus, at least for UST. And also, if you join um the executive committees of student societies or if you're like some sort of um, ambassador or something that you have done a lot of contribution to the school, then they will take that into account as well. And also, if you are uh, of higher years, then you would also have a higher possibility of getting a hall. Right, okay. So, um, if, for example, if I do not join a hall, would I miss out on making friends 
and like would I miss out on university and would I like regret it or stuff like I do know that a lot of people say that the entire point of going to university is to join halls so what is you know how do you see that I mean uh, again it depends on what kind of a person you are if you feel like um university is about like learning and meeting new people then you don't have to live a whole life to do that but if you think university is about fun and games then obviously go for it go for a hall but I think it has to be a very delicate balance of both otherwise you'll regret it you'll either regret not having fun or you will regret having too much fun so if you don't have a hall let's say you were you were unfortunate and your hall application failed right um there are a lot of ways that you could meet new people and have fun um even if you don't have a hall so for example, there are student societies in universities, and they, um, I'm not sure about this year, but if there are no orientation camps, they would be still very active in attracting new members to join their camps and join their activities and events. So it would be nice if you could like approach them, because they'll probably approach you, or you could do a little bit research on what kind of student societies that you may be interested in when you get into university in which obviously it's good to find like a society that you have the same major in or the same like faculty or even it could be like an interest society like a dance society or a band society then you could join their events and meet new friends and there are also some sort of like uh a mechanism where you can apply to sleep in a hall even if you don't have a, a bed in the hall because <laughs> um, for UST we can ask our friends to help sign us in as a guest to have like to sleep in inside for like a night or two or oh, like, okay I don't know how many nights per month but you have to pay obviously right okay so then yeah you can have fun with your friends in the hall right I think uh, for this year, there's a really high possibility that our first few classes uh, would be online or like the first month or so, because I don't really see this corona going away. So I don't really think people would really be able to make friends and everything. But then I was watching this YouTube video. Um, it was not far from a Hong Kong university. I think she was in the University of Queensland and... Uh, she said that in high school, if you do not have friends, people would approach you. But like in university, if you do not have friends, people don't give a flying fuck about you. Like if you don't have friends, cool. Like nobody would really notice you. Like nobody would really come and approach you. Is that true? Well, I don't. That's a that's a harsh thing to say. difficult to say especially for this year but for last year like we had a thing called the registration day where different societies different organizations inside school can approach the newbies the freshmen especially and and have them join their societies so it's literally like sales on the road like asking you hey do you want to come join us like follow us here 
to our booth and check out what we have. It's sort of like that. So, so there is this opportunity for for um, students to reach out to you. However, for this year, it's kind of iffy. I don't. Um, I feel like if you are more active and you take initiative to like find out more about student societies and all of those organizations, and even apply to be in um, organizations such as like consulting clubs or some professional organizations that university students lead, those will find, help you find your community. So I don't think it's that difficult to to find friends. Um, just take initiative and don't be shy because you're you're turning over a new leaf, dude. You're a completely different person. Nobody knows, even if nobody knows you. That's even that's even better if nobody knows you because you could be whoever you want to be. You can revamp your image, right? Right. So, yeah. in your opinion, um, what should people? expect when they go into university because obviously it will be much more different than high school especially after studying at a girls high school like are um i mean my classmates are pretty wild they're yeah they're really wild but like what yeah (laughs) really wild what should people expect like how exactly are the people are there people with too much ego extremely unapproachable how are the exams the lectures the professors you know just the environment as a whole in a university how exactly is it because like one thing for a fact is that if you cannot like you know do your assignments on time nobody's going to remind you you know like in high school teachers would chase after you but like in university it doesn't really happen that way so tell me all about yeah, it, you know. Okay. Just tell me what people should expect when going into it. You should expect to be very self-disciplined because you can skip lectures all you want. If they don't need attendance, you can skip lectures. They don't care. As long as you show up for exams and you do your, your homework, you'd be fine. So a lot of self-discipline required for you to either at least attend your classes and also... Um, hand in your assignment on time and what if you're talking about what to expect in terms of people it's a completely new environment you're going to meet all sorts of people there are people who are super nice and like you would get along with them like right away super easily but there are also people who you would immediately hate when you look at their face (laughs) you would be like i do not like this person and when they want to talk to you, you don't want to talk to them. There are so many different types of people in university. And also, if you're going to, like, an international university, because universities obviously have international students as well, right? right. All from all over the world. All over right, the right. whatsoever. So you'll be meeting them and their cultures, and you'll be able to interact with them because there will be a lot of group projects if you're doing, like, business courses or I don't know whatever courses you need, but there will be group projects and you'll be assigned to meet people that you've never met before. So again, just try to be uh, affecting and open to different people, even though they might not be the ones that you want to interact with. Yeah, and for professors, 
I mean, like, they don't really care about you. They don't even know your name. Unless you find them often enough or you're friends with them, then they don't really know who you are. But they're, usually they're super friendly. Um, if you approach them and ask them questions, they would answer. But I've heard some professors will will give really bad grades to those who don't participate enough. So make sure to do your research for those professors and attend all of the courses with very shitty professors. I mean, like, attend, like, maintain a high participation rate so they don't give you a bad grade. Yeah. Is there anything else? Um, just be, be, be prepared. It's going to be a weird transition. You're going to come, you're going to think to yourself, holy shit, I'm in university. Or holy shit, I'm, I'm not in my high school anymore. This is a completely new environment. I have a completely new role. And that change is scary, but it's also pretty amazing when you think about it. Right, right. Okay, so moving on to one of the last parts of the entire episode is going back like uh is there any going back on the decision that you make on your Jupas choice like if you do not really like the course that you're studying in would it be possible for you to just drop the entire course or anything like that there okay if you're talking about um courses that you you signed up for in your uni like for example um, this semester, like this past semester, I signed up for a science course, and I hated it. It was terrible. Um, usually, these courses and like these um, semester begins with a so-called add drop period. Add like add and slash drop like drop. So you can either add more courses, swap your courses, or drop your courses. So. That's the mechanism in UFT. I'm not too sure how long these sorts of periods are for different universities, but I'm pretty sure they have them. So if you sign up for a course that you don't like, you tried out a few classes, and you're like, ew, I hate the professor's face. This is not what I wanted to study. Then I could drop this course. But obviously, there are required courses in your major. So, for example, being a business major, I would have to, like, um so-called take up some business core courses so i have to learn about accounting i have to learn about like statistics and i can't escape from those so those are requirements and you have to take those courses and if we're talking about the entire major right if i chose um for example i chose management in business and i don't like it and i want to go for something like um, more challenging, like finance, for example, more math, then, um, again, it depends on the uni. I'm pretty sure um, you guys have heard of this, but um, UST courses, like UST majors, business especially, there's this thing called a major selection exercise in which I can drop my business major and choose another business major. And, but obviously, you would risk losing the major and not getting a new major. So 
it depends on your um, your grade, your your CV, and all that. But yes, there is a chance to change your your major if you don't like it. And if you're talking about completely switching the entire major, like I don't want to do business anymore, I want to do something else. There is a way to do that. So one of my batchmates, so we're in the same year, and she's also in Jiva. She was actually a year older than we are. And last year, she was in HKU BBA Law. Right, okay. She decided, yeah, she decided that she didn't want to do BBA Law anymore, and she wanted to try out Jiva. So she literally, she wrote a letter to HKU or something, and she said, I want to, I want to, get out of here and she so-called redo so redo jupus again with her own dsc grades that she had in 2018 yeah okay super duper risky but she her grades allowed her to do that so you can join jupus again the next year if you really think that this this major that you chose does not suit you right i think that in itself is a good idea but then from what i know is that i think you have to completely drop the first course first right so you might end up with no university yeah you might oh that's really risky (laughs) but you're you're essentially put in the same situation as everybody else who is doing jupas yeah, but in the same year as you are. I think the scary part of that is that you do not know if that year's people are that much more competitive than you are. Definitely. So you have to take these uncertainties into account as well. But my advice would be, it's, I mean, I don't even have much advice because I'm just a year older than you, Maria, right? Yeah. So, so... I would understand that it's difficult to make such a big decision in your life at this age. And I feel like it's, it, it, there, it, there are bound to be mistakes in these decisions. As friends who regret their majors, but they're still sticking to it because that's what they chose. And they believe that it's going to be okay. So you don't have to be too afraid and like, your degree really doesn't define what you do in the future. I've seen, like, my friends, like, do business, for example, but at the end of the day, they wanted to do something else. So they did another master's in law, for example. Mm-hmm. So your university choice really doesn't define what you have to do in the future, even if you choose to be some sort of professional, like, like a doctor. You can still come out and be an entrepreneur, or if you're an engineer, I like I have met people who were like computer engineering students in university, but came out to be investment bankers and whatever insurance kind of people. So it doesn't define what you do in the future. So as as much as it may seem to be very important in this point of your life, it's okay if you make a mistake and just be calm and think it through and it's not the end of the world yeah okay well 
Do you have any last minute advice? I think we're coming close to the end of the podcast. Oh, damn, I did very much planning. It's just exactly the time that I said. But okay, do you have any last minute advice to all the DSE takers for 2020? Because, I mean, I think we can really use some. Okay, I actually want to say I am super duper proud of everybody who's doing the DSE this year because it's so difficult and I wouldn't understand how difficult it is. So just by being here and like being present and listening to the podcast and anticipating this result in itself is very difficult and and it's amazing that you've made it so far. So at the end of the day, whatever your results are, I know this may sound like, ah, of course you you would say this because it's not you who's getting the results to, like tomorrow, I don't know, the day after. Then, But still, these results really do not define who you are and your abilities. Given the circumstances this year, just by finishing the exam, you already proved to people around you that you're like really good and the mentality you have is really good so whatever your results are just choose what you want to choose don't listen to your parents I mean take their advice into account but don't make a decision that you might regret just do what you want to do even if like your parents want you to be a doctor, lawyer, whatever, but you want to do music, you want to do um, humanities, do choose those. Choose based on your interest. Don't choose based on the name of the subject because you will regret it. If you don't like something, if you don't like law and you chose law just for the name and just because you have the grades for it, it's not going to work out for you, trust me. It's not. You're going to have a terrible time. So, yeah, good luck. Um, everything is going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. And um, kind of try to enjoy the moment. Do you know how many people like, have told me it's not the end of the world? <laughs> it is. It's because it is not the end of the world. Because, like, I'm still freaking out over my math. And people are like, you know what? It's not the end of the world, okay? There's still going to be a tomorrow. You're still going to wake up. You're still going to be the same you. Like, you've not passed math your whole life. I don't really see why you have to mourn about this time. So, yeah. So scary. I mean, not not that kind of a mentality. Not the end of the world, meaning, like, even if you don't get into your... The, the, the university that you wanted even if like it didn't work out the way you expected it to be there are still so many ways for you to achieve what you want to achieve as long as you have the the mentality and the attitude so don't make this even like don't make the success or failure define your ability because it doesn't so people might become arrogant of their scores like, you would meet people in university that come up to you and say, oh, I have four or five double stars. Ha! There are people like that, and they're stupid, they're arrogant, and you don't want to be those people. But there are also people who come up to you and tell you, I suck because I didn't get into the major I want. And you don't want to be those people either. 
because this great this great really do not define anything about you. So at the end of the day, just choose what your heart desires, but also like bear in mind that even if you don't get into the course that you want or the university that you want, the people around you will still see you as you, right? That doesn't make a difference. And at the end of the day, your occupation and what you do in the future will not be affected by what you choose in university. Right. Well, I think we are coming close to the end of the podcast. I just want to say thank you so much, Tiffany, for being here for an hour or so, more than an hour, talking to me and honestly giving really good advice on what we should expect. It's not the end of the world and what we could expect in university and everything. Honestly, it helped me and I'm pretty sure it will help people who are listening to this podcast. So really, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciated it. Thank you. Did you have fun? I had fun. I don't know if you... Yeah, because, like, all the previous guests that I had, they were like, oh, my God, this is really fun. I want to do it again. So, yeah, maybe I'll ask you to do it again. Okay, anyway. Yeah, you could, you could ask me and I could talk about my relationship. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. No problem. But, like, okay, this one is going way over time. So, but regardless anything, thank you so much for being here today. If you guys have any questions that you want to ask Tiffany or if you want to ask me, if you want to know my grades, whatever, totally cool. I don't really give a fuck. Uh, You can email me at kindoffunnybyms at gmail.com. Business emails go there as well. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. I wish you all the best of luck on the 22nd of July or like in the future when you are going to receive your uh, university entrance exam results is a terrifying moment but then um, if you want anybody to talk to I'm just one text email DM whatever away so yeah thank you thank you thank you so much for listening and that is all for today's podcast your host Maria signing out <laughs>